We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Fortunately, we have some football to talk about, and that is a very good thing. Specifically, Packers football. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perone. You can find me on X slash Twitter at Jason Perone. I'm also over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast. Along with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, out by the beach. Uh, man, Mark, it has been freezing cold. I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's been like low 30s overnight Come here on. in Phoenix. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. How are you at the beach? Really? How are you looking? Well, we had that terrible storm yesterday. I mean, actually, I, I'm, I'm now I'm acting like a weatherman. It was supposed to be a terrible storm. It really wasn't. We had real, real, real high winds. I mean, crazy high winds and some rain. But the weather, it was it was 68 degrees yesterday. Yeah. Um, so that made it a little bearable. But the wind was, again, knock on wood, as I sit at my table, it, it we didn't have any damage. But it was people, like, that they were warning us to do this, do that, you know, tor- tornado watch and all this other nonsense. But thank God it, it wasn't that bad. Now, today we're back down to about 50. Mm-hmm. So it's really that is that the coldest you've ever been in in the Phoenix area? Oh no, I've re- I remember some winters where it was down into like the mid twenties. I mean, we're really? talking about like one or two days overnight low, like okay. sitting outside in the middle of the night. I'm not making it sound like it's it's that cold during the day. It's not. No, what's it during the day? Oh right, right, mid fifties. Okay. It's that's, that's fine. It's mid fifties cool. is fine. Like during the day, I'm talking about like when you first like go get in the car in the morning or walk the dog or whatever. It's it's cold out there. There's a hard freeze. There's some snow caps on the mountains out here, which actually looks really nice. And the other nice thing about that too, not to get uh, you know now I'm going to sound like you know old man here, but that is actually a good thing in Phoenix when there are snow caps because it uh, helps the water supply water situation mm-hmm. yeah, out here. Sure. So 
But anyway, wherever it's wherever most of whoever's listening to us right now, it's colder where they're at, and they're like, "All right, let's go, let's talk some football." So let's do that, Mark. So a week ago this time, we weren't sure if we were going to be doing like a draft preview or talking about a playoff game, and we are indeed talking about a playoff game. The Packers beat the Bears once again. My gosh, the absolute reversal of fortunes. And at this point, right now, I mean, the Packers have overtaken the Bears in the all-time series, and it's almost dwarfing that dominant. Uh, era of the 70s and 80s that the Bears had over Green Bay. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is the longest, even long. I mean, ten in a row. Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur has never lost to him. Unblemished. That that Hall of Fame quarterback Justin Fields has never beaten the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I won't. I won't go so far as to say Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers like Jay Cutler was because Jay threw so many <laughs> interceptions. Oh, worse than Cutler. Though. He is overall, but not not like. To the point where people say, you know, Packers Hall of Fame quarterback Jay Cutler or Packers Hall of Fame quarterback Justin Fields. Give Fields a gun, another, and, and I really hope the Bears think he's good enough that they that keep they him. keep him and mm-hmm. don't don't take. Although if they take a quarterback, they'll take the wrong one. Yeah, they they, they did with Fields. They did with Tr- Trubisky. They, they they always do. And, and and again, I know we're supposed to talk defense and Cowboys coming up, and it's you know a big game. But it's amazing that some teams just can't find a quarterback. And the, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping the Bears because they're the Bears and they're easy to easy to rip and they're you know they think they're good when they're never good and they're not. But so many teams have you know struggled. And it, I, I, it's hard. It's hard to find. It. Obviously, there's some a lot of there's a lot of teams in this, in this league that have had trouble finding that franchise quarterback. And here to, it looks like the Packers did it again. Yes. Yeah, they did. Well, the other well, the other key too is if I can pull back the curtain a little bit. You and I are talking before we recorded, and you you stay in touch with Mark Ross, who's generously been on our show twice. And I think a lot of that has to do with what what he said. And he made a very good observation, and it's it's true. Number one, the team you go to and the coaching staff that's taking care of you, and number two, how quickly you play the player. And it just I think I can't remember who it was. That made the point, so I don't want to give I don't want to not give credit, but I did not hear this myself, but I totally agree with it. If the Packers had an owner, there's no way Jordan Love might get drafted, but there's no way that he doesn't play before year two. And the Packers just fortunately were able to give him time to develop. Now, your theory is very still very much true. They did not expect Aaron Rodgers to come out MVP scorched earth 2020. In 2021, so that kind of helped them buy their time. I mean, they extended Rodgers. Obviously, they weren't they they had to you know kind of now they're like oh now we have to manage these you know juggle these these you know two balls in the air. But I think a lot of that has has to do with that, and who knows if that might have been part of the reason why Fields struggled a bit, or yeah. or why some teams just they can't because they throw these quarterbacks out there and they have to play and and they're not very good yet and so they're not playing behind good offensive lines in theory i don't know i mean it's not always the case but all those things matter well they and when last time mark was on we we talked about this and i'm i'm a strong believer in this is that you there's no reason i don't care and there's some that come in and cj Stroud did great this year he, he's going to be rookie of the year yep he helped. He led. He led Houston to a, to the playoffs, which was great for them. And that's that's great. That's one out of you know, probably the last ten that have that were able to do that. I mean, for every C.J. Stroud, there's a Bryce Young who shouldn't have played this year. He should have sat and watched and learned under some journeyman that you know. I mean, would Carolina have been any worse or better if someone else played? It couldn't have been any worse. No. So let the 
and, and you know, I covered Andy Reid for a long time, and as we people that listen to us all the time know that Andy and I didn't always see eye to eye on different things. But as a coach, I respected him. And, uh, you know, he did it twice now. He drafted Donovan McNabb in 1999. He let Doug Peterson play until the end of the year. Donovan, I, I believe, played the last two games of the season. Right. They yep. were 3-11 and 11 or something. Let Peterson take the beating. Let Peterson do whatever is going to happen. The Eagles weren't going to win anything in, in 1999. Let Donovan sit and learn and watch. And that's what he did. And then Donovan McNabb the next year took the Eagles to the playoffs and had a, arguably a, you know, a great career with the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes, he dressed Mahomes with, in Kansas City. Let Alex Smith play for a year. Let Patrick sit and watch, learn. And then now Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. I mm-hmm. mean, so, you know, there's something to be said when there's examples like that. It makes me think, like, why, did, why did, do these other teams rush their guys out there? And the, and the Packers the same way, you know. Now the Packers take it to an extreme. They they they, they sat Rodgers in love for three years. That's a little longer than that's a little longer than normal. Like, and I I don't think that was the plan either time, but it's just the way it worked out. But I think there's something to be said for the for the for the the young quarterback not having to go out there right because none of them are real. I mean, very few are ready. I guess Stroud was ready. Okay, got good for him. But most aren't ready, especially quarterbacks coming out, and most of them come out early now, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't play four years of college anymore. Mm-hmm. Most of them only play two or three. Got to get come out, get your money. Although NIL may change now that. NIL, NIL may change that. But yeah. you know, to your and and I'll let you finish finish up too, Mark. But let's re- remember too that coming out in Rogers and Love's case, in both of their cases, they were not ready to play right away. No, and that's fine. That's why, and that, and that's why they also went in the twenties instead of two or three or four. Although, look, Rogers, especially looking back. He probably should have gone a little higher than that. But if he went higher than that, San Francisco would have played because if it's first overall, you're not going to sit Bryce Young first overall, even if you made the wrong pick and the Carolina Panthers did make the wrong pick. See, but I would, I would, even if I took him one overall, unless I'm, well, it depends if I'm, if I'm picking one overall because I earned it and I'm really like, I went two and 14 or two now, I guess two and 15 or something. Yeah. I think I'm, I mean, the Eagles took McNabb second overall. In '99, mm-hmm. he was the second overall pick. Tim that's that's a good one. point. They, and they and they sat him, and it worked. And, and look at that draft. Look at that draft. The '99 draft. Tim Couch went one, played right away. Now you could argue back and forth. The Couch got hurt, and that so it ruined his. He, he never became what he was supposed to be. I don't think he was very good anyway. I I, I was going to say I, did, I don't think he ever would have been what he was supposed to be. Even if he didn't, he would have been okay. I think. But so his, you know, but he put the the Browns put him out there right away, an expansion team put him out there right away. And it didn't work. Eagles sat McNabb. He became a Pro Bowl, you know, playoff bound, went to a Super Bowl, everything quarterback. Dante Culpepper went third. I believe they played him right. Not Dante Culpepper, I'm sorry. Um, Because Culpepper actually turned out to be okay. The guy from Oregon, Achilles Smith, went third overall. The Bengals put him out there right away. Wasn't ready, was, you know, was a bust. The Bears, hard to believe the Bears took took a bad quarterback. But they took a kid from UCLA, McNown. Cade McNown, yeah. Yeah, total bust. Culpepper, now I believe Culpepper went to the Vikings. Did he play right? I don't, I'm not sure if he played right away. I don't, uh, I don't think I have to look at what year. he Was Was Cunningham still there? Brad Johnson was still there, though, or wasn't he? Yeah, I think I was going to say, I think they either had, they had one of them old guys that just like a, you know, journeyman type guy. You know, and that, again, I, I, I don't know. I understand you want to because they're on a rookie deal. You want to get the most out of that. It's a it's a win now league. You know you don't. I remember coaches 
you would never fire a coach after one or two years. You, you the coach got a minimum four or five years to, to get his thing going. Now, you know, you don't win two years, you're gone. So is this a, the, the world's different and the NFL's different as, along with it. But I still just don't. And I, you know, I think the, I give the Packers all the credit in the world for not just finding the right quarterbacks, but bringing them along the right way. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love would not have been as good no. last year or the year before. No, definitely not. And you heard reports from practice and there was all sorts of talk about, hey, if we if, if Jordan Love was really lighting it up in practice and doing really well, we would hear different things from the coaching staff, maybe the media. They don't watch practice. But definitely from the coach and the players and stuff like that. And you just, you never really heard a whole lot until, remember, it was the end of last season and former Packer Dallin Levitt and Devondre Campbell were doing a radio spot during the week. And Campbell jumped in and said, hey, Jordan Love is a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that was one of the first times we heard the players give us a glimpse into what they thought of right. of Love at, at the end of what was coming up on his, his third season. And it, I, it just looks like it it appears, unless we have a major regression here, that it's all worked out pretty well in his progression and his growth. Absolutely. Let me do this. I, I, I looked it up while, while we were talking. Um, Culpepper did not play at all in 1999. He played. He did not. He got in. He got in one game, and but didn't throw a pass. He must. He must have went in and took a knee. Uh, and then the next year, 2000, he started all 16 games and went went, went 11 and five through 33 touchdown passes. Was that Brad Johnson so, in again, 99? 99, he did not play at all. Did, not did play. but the Vi- Vikings quarterback was that Brad Johnson? Or no, Randall got there, but he it was Jeff George was the starter. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Jeff George started 12 games, and Randall came in on started the last four. That wasn't Randall's great year. That was uh, 98 was his great year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Randall was kind of he was getting older then. Yeah, he was thirty six. Yep. But Jeff George was the was the Vikings quarterback. Well, Randall uh, Dante Culpepper should for the rest of his life make sure that he's sending a really nice Christmas gift to Randy Moss because <laughs> Randy Moss made made a lot of quarterbacks look really good. But Culpepper, oh, yeah. Culpepper, I don't know if we even remember his name if he doesn't have Randy Moss in that. You could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, probably, but. And I think and Chris Carter at the at the end too because I think Carter, yeah, Carter was pretty good. Too. Yeah, Carter was with them. Yeah, so but well, um, but but to your but to your, your but to your point, you know, let let the quarterback sit and learn. It's not the worst thing on earth. And now that it's happened, do you think now that the Packers have kind of hit a third time in a row, do you think some teams are finally going to be like, all right, this is not like you know, once is okay, two is <laughs> all right, coincidence, three ain't a fluke. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing and. and uh, it's like I said, that's how I started by saying, like, you look around the league and there's so many teams that took, for, I mean, the Miami Dolphins, look how long it took them between Dan Marino to now Tua it looks like he's, he, he's legit. If he can stay healthy and, and this year he did, he played the whole season. He's, he, he's legit, but, it, but that's a long time between Dan Marino and Tua. They went through how many guys in between that, that weren't any good. Yes. Um, Correct. You know, like I said, the a Bears. Lot. <laughs> yeah. You can go on and on. I mean. 20 years. I mean, I mean, other teams, there's, there's so many teams that it's, it's, again, it's hard. It's hard to, I guess it must be harder. Every other team would, would have, every team would, would have a great quarterback if it wasn't hard, but, and I got, and again, we, we got to get back to what we're supposed to talk about, which is the defense, but I can't say enough great things about Jordan Love. And I, and you know, I was, I was pro Jordan Love the night of the draft. I, I think before the I didn't know who, I didn't know who was going to take him. I didn't know the Packers were going to take him. 
if you look up my draft stories in 2020, my quarterback preview story, I wrote that love, like everybody was talking about Tua and Herbert and was it, was that Burrow? Yes. Was that Burrow's draft? Yeah, it was. Bur- Burrow, Tua, and Herbert were the ones that, and, and, and listen, the three number, they're all good quarterbacks. But I did a story saying, you're forgetting one. Everybody, when, you know, every, you, you're forgetting a guy. And I even said, I think I had the line that Jordan Love is not just what a Bulls fan had in the 80s or 90s. You know, that's, that's great, yeah. <laughs> um, that this kid's going to be, he's going to be just, he's going to, I had him right in that mix with those three. And, I, you know, luck, I got lucky. That I, I was right. Because this, what, what, what he did this year, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, Culpepper should send Randy Moss a birthday card every year and stuff and Christmas card. Yeah, I mean, most great quarterbacks have had that guy. Jordan Love has a, I mean, and, and again, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Romeo Dobbs, now Bo Melton have played, played out of their minds of the last half of the season. They were that early in the season. Those young receivers looked a little sketchy. They were running the wrong routes. They were dropping passes. They were, they were all kind of, and that's when they were two and five. This young group of re- receivers has really come around as well. And I, I got to give credit to Lafleur and Rabel, the wide receiver coach, and and the players them, themselves because they did something to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Love's done it. Love's Love's a young quarterback, and he and he's had the success he's had this year. With receivers all younger than him, mm-hmm. yes. Usually, when you have a young quarterback, you want to give them that that veteran. You know, like the Eagles went out and got AJ Brown to help Jalen Hurts, and it got him to a Super Bowl last year. Now, th- this year, all hell broke loose there. But got, the Bills went out and got Josh Allen, Diggs, right? Right. I mean, usually you get, you know, you don't usually let. And I got it. You know, I I thought it was wrong. I'll be honest. That's if, as right as I was about Jordan Love. I was wrong about. I thought the Packers made a major mistake. By not getting someone, some veteran, to help to be, to help the young receivers and to help Jordan, but Gutenkunz and Lafleur, whoever made those decisions, said, "No, nah, we're gonna we're gonna roll with these young guys," and they're you know they made the playoffs. They're nine and eight, nothing to get too excited about, but they made the playoffs. Speaking of those young wide receivers, Mark Jordan Love named FedEx Air NFC Offensive Player of the Week once again, two weeks in a row. That's pretty good. Hope we get is- it next week. That would be that would be something else, and that's the other side of the ball. That was uh, that was the Wednesday show. Yeah, I'm sorry. we're we're going to talk about the Packers defense against the Dallas Cowboys offense. And spoiler alert: the Dallas Cowboys offense is really freaking good. <laughs> they were third overall in passing yards. Uh, the The Packers and and Cowboys actually are pretty pretty close as far as the rushing game goes. Tony Pollard had a pretty good game. Now the most recent matchup between these two teams was last season. In November at Lambeau Field, regular season, that was the Christian Watson he, uh, coming out game. He had three touchdown catches in that one, which was, were huge. And the Packers making a big comeback win over Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys at Lambeau Field. You were there. I was there. I was in the house for that one. It was it was uh, glorious in the end. It was hard to, you know, it was very stressful. But in that game also came down to a field goal. The Packers made theirs and won the game and walked it off. And... And moved on into, and then, you know, they got trounced by Tennessee, but they still had a chance to make the playoffs and couldn't. This is, the, the Cowboys are undefeated at home. They're 8-0 this year. They're playing very good football. Dak Prescott's an MVP candidate. Mike McCarthy has, has resurged this offense and all the things that are. C.D. Lamb has, has had a fantastic season. Brandon Cooks, who, you know, is on his, what, sixth different team, just tearing it up and for some reason just keeps getting traded. 
but he's he's over there tearing it up too. So they've got a lot of really really good things going on, and then in their on their their offensive line is is really good. Let me just re- read it off here so everyone knows: Tyron Smith, the left tackle; Tyler Smith, left guard; Tyler Biads. Am I saying that right? The center: Zach Martin at right guard. We know, and Terrence Steele at right tackle. A lot of a lot of uh, Tyrons and Tylers. Yeah. On this well, offensive check, line, check but, the injury report though, because I think Martin and um, the other guard Smith are both questionable. Both, yeah, they're both nicked up. Correct, they are. So will be interesting to see. Um, yes, they are. They are if both. They, play. they are both. Yep, they're both nicked up, and so the Packers have fared better. Uh, I think we can kind of ease up on the Joe Barry bit for a while here. The, the Packers have played better against. Better quarterbacks. I mean, for whatever reason, they'll let Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito have career days and live to see another day. I mean, uh, you know, DeVito actually got to play more after the Packers game because yeah. because of the Packers game. And I, I know they didn't really have anybody else to, to play. They had to they have had him play. Rod. He was ready. But he was, you know, he was ready to go. And then Bryce Young is air player of the week, the week that he, he faced the Packers. And then they, they come in and... They handle their business against well. well Baker, with, you, you forgot Baker Mayfield put up a perfect passer. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Baker Baker Mayfield does not count as a. That was bad. That was one of the bad. Yeah. That was one of the bad games that the Packers had. Now they did take care of what they should have taken care of against the Vikings, where they're like, hey, these quarterbacks are not good. We need to make them look not good. And the Packers right. finally did that. And then Justin Fields, say what you will, he's has not fared very well. The Bears were starting to play a little bit better. I think that was more on the defensive side of the ball. The Bears were starting to play yeah. really, really good defensively. And then on, on offense, just same old story. So so now the Packers will get get a chance to face Dak Prescott. And Mark, he's got that really interesting cadence now that, that they've developed with him, which is kind go. of interesting. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and and my uh, yeah, son, my ten year old, my ten year old son. I think that's the one thing he's looking forward to the most in this game is listening to that that cadence. But <laughs> the interesting thing with that is, is that I'll bet you if you watch enough film, you're looking for tells for when they're going to try to snap the ball and when that's when that's going to happen. Last week, Rashawn Gary jumped offside late. Devontae Wyatt sometimes gets a little aggressive up front. That's kind of the nature of the Packers' defensive. They're going to have to stay disciplined up front because otherwise, you give free plays to. Dak Prescott and those receivers, it's going to be a rough day. Hey friends, I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. 
a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, you don't want that, you know. And, and, and you know, the Packers, two weeks ago, before the Viking game, the Packers had 100 penalties for the season. Which I was, And I was looking up, like, are they going to break the team record? Are they going to, you know, how's it, this is... And I looked up what the team record was. I think it was 118 in whatever year it was. And I'm like, you know, they got a chance to, with the way they're going. Well, they only, they had, I believe they had three against the, um, I wrote it down. They, well, they, they only had one against the Bears. And that was Gary coming off sides. And Tony Romo, growing up Packer fan, Tony Romo, thought the left tackle flinched. And that's what made Gary jump off sides on that one. So they have 104 right now. So he had three against the Vikings. And one against the Bears. So they only finished with 100, with 104 for the year, which is still the most under Matt LaFleur. Um, but it's not; it's nowhere near their most ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they, they can't have silly penalties. They can't have – listen, they – I, I said this. I think I said it to you, and I know I said it to other uh, Packer fans who I'm friends with, that I, I'm, I'm thrilled that the – I was – last week's game, I felt was a, they had to win that game. I wasn't one of them people saying – Oh, I'm just happy because we, we know we got a quarterback and blah, blah, blah. No. They had – and we talked about this last week, and I actually wrote my story about it, that it's time to win a big game at home. You know, they lost to the Lions at home. They lost Tampa Bay at home. They lost to the 49ers at home. Lambeau used to be a place that people didn't come in and win. Well, the last three years, teams came in and, and embarrassed the Packers at Lambeau. Well, they didn't let the Bears do that. They, they beat the Bears. They won. They got in the playoffs. I'm happy. I am. I, 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 the team shouldn't feel that way. The team shouldn't be happy to be there. But I'm. I'm as a fan. Listen, they're playing a tough team. The Cowboys are tough. That's, that's a tough matchup. And what you in mean, Dallas, like you said, what Dallas you what you mean what you mean by that, Mark, is that they shouldn't just be content to be there. Oh no, no, they yeah. should not feel that way. But right. I feel that way. Yeah, I'm, of course. Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I generally get upset when the Packers lose, and so I was upset eight times this year. I'm not going to be that upset if they lose to the Cowboys. I'm really not. I mean, I don't. I want them to win. I'll be watching, you know, I, I, but in that's, this is going to be a tough game in Dallas. That offense, like you said, is, is very good. Um, the Packers defense is going to have to play their, their a, not just their a game, their a plus game. Right. Well, and they're capable of doing it. And everyone's, I've already seen all the comparisons to past playoff runs. I mean, 2016, they had some big wins. They beat the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys, they beat the, they came into Dallas as underdogs and, Ended up winning that game on a field on a great, a phenomenal pass and uh, by Rodgers to to uh, Cooks, yeah. 
yep. or to uh, to cook up cook not yeah, cook. So I got Cook's Brandon Cooks and Jared Cook, and then the Crosby walk off, which he kicked twice, by the way, and because uh, they 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 called timeout, and then of course you have the 2010 playoff run where the Packers face the number one seeded Atlanta Falcons on the road too, and handle their business there too. I mean, that's kind of what I think is, is going to need to happen. The defense is going to have to be, they're going to have to force some turnovers and force some mistakes. Now, in the win over the Cowboys last year, Rudy Ford himself had two interceptions of Dak Prescott. So That was in Green Bay. It was in Green Bay. Yes, totally different condition. Totally, yeah, totally get And it was a different team. And, and I'll tell you this also. Mike McCarthy, from what I, I am hearing leading into this week, Mike McCarthy is still kind of coaching for his job. As as successful as the Cowboys have been, it's Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, I think is is under a bit of a microscope here. And so it's like, okay, even if they don't win the game, but it's a close one, I think he could potentially survive. But if the Packers come in here and take it to Dallas and they throw a gut punch and end up winning and they end up winning by a score or more, it could get really interesting in Dallas. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I mean, no, you're 100% right. The Cowboys, like, this, this is what the opposite of what I, I was talking about last week. I was saying the Packers have to win them. They had they had to beat the Bears. In my opinion, that was a game they could not let a, a team and a team out of out of contention, losing record, come in the Lambeau and take their playoff hopes away. They, that that would have been a terrible loss. I don't care if that would have been a terrible terrible loss, and they didn't lose. They and the score was I mean the the score wasn't even in, indicative of the game. I mean you watch the I mean the Packers. They gave away the Packers gave away six points. I think a couple calls took away some points, and then they that to me the most impressive thing of last week's game was that the final drive, where they get the they're only up they're up one score seventeen nine. They get the ball at their own six yard line, I believe it was, and they lose two yards. And Aaron Jones gets thrown for a loss on first down. Now they're back at the four yard line, and they went right down the field, and they held the ball for six minutes. To me, that was that was the most impressive drive of the game that they they were able to kill the clock with six minutes mm-hmm. left on it and the bears were helpless yes um that yes was impressive. And, and they so i mean if they wanted to score on that they only scored 17 points but my but my point is they they played better than a 17 point game in in in, in all all essence and stuff but anyway getting back to this week yeah dallas has to win this game. i mean this is a game where they're the number two seed and they got it because the eagles fell apart and they won some, and the Dallas won, and they're home, like I said, where they're undefeated at home. They're really good at home. They can't, looking at this from a Dallas Cowboys standpoint, if, if we were doing a Cowboy podcast, I'd be saying the same thing I was saying last week. You can't let the 9-8, and 7-seed Green Bay Packers, the youngest team in the league, with a first-time starter quarterback and a bunch of first- and second-year wide receivers, you can't let that team come into our building and beat us. You can't. And if they and like you said, if, if the Packers do, Mike McCarthy's I'm not saying he gets fired, but him and Jerry have a long talk after the game. No, they definitely do. And that's kind of I know that again, we're the defensive show, but if the, the in the last two games, the Packers have put together some really nice, timely six, seven, eight minute drives. And that's one way that you you beat a team like Dallas is when their offense is so explosive, but if they only get the ball five or six times, seven times in a game. That's going to limit their opportunities to do a ton of damage and keep Green Bay close. And if you keep Green Bay close, that's really all that it takes. Now, I think as when we're recording this right now, we didn't get any kind of major update as far as health goes on practice that we're recording on Wednesday. They just started to practice. It sounds like on the, the stretch portion of practice, most of the players who are on the injured list 
were out there at least to stretch, and that included Christian Watson and A.J. Dillon. So okay, that's good. How about and uh, McDuffie was out there. McDuffie well. was out there as as well too. Yes, yeah, and he. Okay. Now I got. I got to. I, I got to tell you, man, that he. It was friendly fire. He got crunched between two mm-hmm. Packers players. Like, if he's okay, that's great because that looked very scary. That looked like a scary one too. But this is the postseason, and so a great point was also made to someone. Someone reminded I. You know, I should pay better attention to who says these things so I can give them the proper credit when I'm listening to their show. But actually, I think it was Mark Tauscher on Wildey and Tausch who said that, uh, and I think it was Aaron Rodgers who made this this point earlier in his career. You make your money in the regular season, your legacy is created in the postseason. And so players hopefully are more motivated to get out there and play. Ahem, ahem, Christian Watson. I know that the team doctors probably have, a, you know, or probably have a say in, in what he, in his availability, in, and he might have been getting overruled. Uh, and he's not a defensive player, so why are we bringing him up on this show? If you want to know my take on that, go back and listen to Quick Slants, and I did have a nice a couple interactions with some fans who reminded me. That I, I got reminded this week that I'm not a doctor, Mark. Did you know that I wasn't a doctor? I thought you were a doctor. I, I, yeah, I guess. Well, there's no question any longer. That is correct. I am not doctor, so you don't have to address me as doctor anymore or at all. I've been calling you doctor for yeah. For, for years. Dr. Dr. P. Dr. P. Or I used to get, you know, pepper because pepperoni, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah. So anyhow, we, we're, yes, the, the, there's a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. They have to win this game, but the Packers have to come out. They've got to put some pressure on, on Dak Prescott. He's been sacked 39 times this year. So it's not like you can't get to, to him, but I will say it did seem like the last two weeks, Whatever Matt LaFleur said to Joe Barry got him to be more aggressive in sending different types of pressure because guys were getting sacks that weren't getting sacks before. Like Keyshawn Nixon got a sack of the quarterback. Defensive backs were not blitzing earlier this season. You weren't getting, you know, Quay. I don't know if Quay Walker had any any sacks before. No, they this. never blitzed. They, well, and they did blitz, Mark, but here's my question to you. Because I, and, and you know, I'm not a, a great football eye, right? But it just seemed like when they did blitz, it was so inept. It, I mean, it, they would just whoever was blitzing would just get neutralized, and the five man offensive line would just kind of pick up that extra guy. And it was like you've got five guys easily blocking five or six guys because whoever's blitzing is not really coming in heavy. Well, from what I saw, sometimes when they quote unquote blitzed, like if they sent Walker, but they would drop somebody else back, so they were still not sending. I, I don't know. All I know is the last two weeks. Uh, something's happened mm-hmm. because I, if, if they, if this defense did what they did the last two weeks and I'm not, not even just talking about the, the results, which have been phenomenal. They allowed one touchdown in two games and it, and it came after um, a muffed punt at the seven yard line. Yes. So you can argue the defense really didn't allow any touch. I mean, you know, it's tough to hold a team out from seven yards, but, but the way they played, if they played this way all from from game one and continued it all through the season, first of all, they would have won a division. They wouldn't be a wild card. And, yes, and it's so home. frustrating, though. Why didn't they? Why I does don't. your head coach have to come and tell you? And that's one of the reasons why I think the conversation we'll be having after the season is probably we'll pick up where we left off and that I don't, I don't know that Matt LaFleur wants to have to babysit his defensive coordinator like he's having to right now. But this is a little bit of, so they won the last two games, a little bit of a feather in the cap, and, and they've stayed competitive. The defense has been, has been pretty good. They've gotten more aggressive. This is why you, you stick with Joe Barry. Keep the continuity. The player, Like I said, the players are still playing hard. You got Jair back last week. 
which was helpful getting him out there on the field. Now he wasn't voted a captain. That was your great idea, Mark. They didn't. They weren't listening to you there. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't get voted a captain. We'll see if that ends up happening this uh, this week. Eric Wilson and Aaron Jones were out there again as captains. Yeah, I saw that. So I don't know. Who, I, don't know I, don't, I don't know how they do that. Yeah, I don't know how that gets voted on or how that gets taken care of. But this is the, the uh, and again, and I don't mean to just sound like a broken record because obviously your best players have to play really well. But I am really believing in Kenny Clark again. He's having a resurgence. I know you love Kenny. Yeah. Oh, Carl Brooks fun. playing really well. Oh, I love that kid. T.J. Slayton not showing up on the stat sheet, but he does a lot of dirty work. Yes, that's and give him a lot of credit because he's he has really come on and been a really good player for this team. I thought he was going to be like another. Uh, you know, third, kind of just, you know, third, third stringer, like just kind of coming in and, and maybe helping out every once in a while, but he's been good. And then you've got Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, very veterans. I mean, those are like the, the old guard. Those are like the old vets on this team now. And this is when you need that not only experience, but playoff experience. And don't forget Rashawn Gary had one of the best games of his life in a playoff game against the 49ers. And in fact, the last playoff game the Packers played in was that game. And Rashawn Gary played very, very well until, uh, you know, un- until the Packers defense couldn't stop Debo Samuel. A run, uh, well, that you know. was a, the Packers defense only allowed 13 points. I right. Think, yeah. Actually six because, because of the block punt. Block punt. Right. If they do that again this week, I think they'll be, I'll feel pretty good. They'll have a chance. Um, they'll have a great chance. But that, but that, that pass rush has to get there. And I did see the pass rush getting a little undisciplined at times too. I don't like seeing what I call defenders getting clayed out of the play, which means that the offensive line is basically letting them rush way up past the pocket. Then they have to turn around. Then they have to turn around and come back. In the bad games. Yeah. Against the Giants. They they ran past the veto and then let them scramble for whatever. Last week against the Bears, they didn't do that. They were aware of Fields' running ability because that's what he is. He's a running back. Dak can run too. A little bit, not like not like Fields, but yeah, he's not, he's not, no, but he'll take off and run. He'll take off and run, and he'll make yes, you pay if, if there's a if there's an open lane. He's got really good vision. Again, this is an MVP candidate, so you're playing against one of the best quarterbacks in in the league here. I mean, if you beat Dak Prescott, and if you look at the rest of the field in the NFC, that's the toughest quarterback you're going to face on your way to the Super Bowl. In the oh, NFC, absolutely. if so, if the Packers absolutely. can pull that off, then I'm not saying that they're, they're the best team or that that's all of, all of a sudden going to bode well for them in the uh, divisional round and beyond if they get there. But this is a, a very tough matchup coming out of the gate. But again, the trend is they play better against better quarterbacks, and so I'm glad that they're not taking on, you know, the Joe Flacco led Cleveland Browns <laughs> this week, oh, for example. I think I'd rather I'd rather there's teams I'd rather play than the Cowboys. But here's two things that I, that I want to add. Be, before we wrap it up is one is you went over to Cowboys offensive line and it's not bad. The right tackle, he's been their weakness. He's been their weakest link on that offensive line. And that's Rashawn Gary. Gary rushes usually from the Packers left side, the Cowboys right side. So I don't, again, the Cowboys may give him help. I don't know, but Gary's got to have a big game uh, for, for the Packers defense to do well. The other thing, and I know you're not the biggest fan of his, but I think the return of Darnell Savage to the secondary oh, no, has made a difference. Good. He was good. Not just here's my take on, on Savage. He knows he's a smart guy. He know and so I think when he's out there, you don't see the miscommunication that you saw against Carolina and against Tampa and against the Giants, you know, where Carrington Valentine didn't get their signal or didn't, you know. I think Savage is out there, he's t- telling, you know, hey, Valentine, you belong. No, no, you're not there. You're here. You know, or 
telling it, you know, Jonathan Owens, no, listen, I got this. You're, you're supposed to, I think he's a good field general out there because he's been there and he's, you know, and like I said, I think he's a pretty intelligent player, not saying that the other guys aren't, but he's been there. So when, when I think when he wasn't out there and you had a rookie, Anthony Johnson, now he doesn't even, he's worried about him. He's not sure where he's supposed to be. He's a rookie. He's yeah. never, he's, you know, not, hasn't played a whole lot. So he's not, he's not going to tell Valentine what to do, or he's not going to tell Valentine what to do because they don't, He's not sure what he's supposed to do. Some, you know, again, he's young. He's a rookie. Savage has been here, like you said, Gary. You know, they're Gary and Smith are the veterans. Well, so is Savage at this point now, right? So, yes, yeah, his fifth year, right? Savage. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's a veteran. Started, yeah, point. started in started in twenty nineteen. Yep. So yeah, I mean, on on this team, that's if you've been in the league five, you're you're yeah, you're you're damn sure a veteran because most of the guys are first, second year guys. So, I really think that that's made a difference. I know he gets. He, he doesn't get a lot of love from the fans because he, he hasn't been he hasn't lived up to his first round status. But I think he's played better the last well, he was hurt a lot this year, which which is a shame. But I think when he's played, he's played okay. But I think his his veteran leadership has has really shown the last two weeks. Just getting because if you notice the last two weeks there hasn't been many miscommunication, busted plays. You know, the plays the other teams got, they they earned. It wasn't like they just, you know, Two guys were covering the same guy, and another guy was wide open, like we saw so many times earlier this season. Right. Yes. So I was looking at turnovers as well here, and it doesn't. It look. It looks like the Cowboys have have been okay at, at taking care of the ball. They've at, you know not Especially, great they've, again. They've, they've they're been a okay. different team at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just. Mm-hmm. If this game was in Green Bay, I'd be I'd be you know cautiously optimistic. But they're just a different. They play. Let me look at the scores. Like they they lost to the Eagles in Philly. They blew them out in Dallas. Just comparing, that's just like playing the same team, and it was like two weeks apart. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've they've beaten some good teams at home, and they've lost to some bad teams. On like they lost at Arizona. That shouldn't happen, right? I mean, right. I think the only close game they had at home was to the Lions on the crazy two point conversion. Yeah, they were good. The Lions played well that night, but I mean, most. I mean, listen, this would be. This would be unbelievable. To me, it would be an unbelievable. This whole season has been kind of crazy, and this would be an unbelievable win for the for the, for this young, n- not playoff tested. I mean, this team is really. I mean, you have a, some of the guys, some of the guys we, that we mentioned. You know, Clark, Smith, Gary. They've all been to playoff games. Alexander. None of these offensive players have been to a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, not. I shouldn't say none. Aaron Jones has, but like none of the receivers, none of the tight ends, the quarterback. I guess. Part of the offensive line has, Jenkins has, Rashid Walker hasn't, Zach Tom hasn't. So, I mean, there's only, there's a, you know, there's, it's, there's a lot of guys, more guys haven't been to a playoff game than have on the Packers, which is, it's a different experience. I it mean, is, and I, players it is, it'll be years. interesting to me to see if that benefits or doesn't benefit them, because you had some experienced Packers teams that came in and didn't play well in the postseason, and sometimes it's like the young team that forgot to get wide-eyed and starstruck and just went out and played a football game that end up surprising really good teams because they're just like, look, we're just going to, we're just going to do the thing. I mean, some of these plays and, and I want, I don't want to take any credit away from Matt LaFleur for designing great, great routes. I mean, but some of these plays to Jaden Reed almost look like that. That's not how it was drawn up. He just found an opening in the defense and then just took the hell off and ran for daylight and, him and having Dontavian Wicks and and all those receivers has been has been very very helpful. But it's a 
it was a tight game last week. The defense had to play 60 minutes, and they're going to have to play 60 minutes again in this one, unless the unless Dallas just completely falls apart. No, not the defense is going to have to be ready to get out there and play sound and play disciplined. And you've got two really good receivers that are very good route runners that are savvy, that will find holes in the zone. If you're going to go zone, you're probably going to get picked apart by Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb. It's just, and you got Ferguson, the tight end too. Don't forget about Gallup. Like they've got, you know, good players on, on the offensive side of the ball. They've got, you you know, and, and then Pollard on the, in, in the run game too. He had a pretty good game against the Packers, and he's got this interesting running style where he almost kind of takes like a hesitation step, and then he just bursts through the hole. And so he's effective that way. It's it, The Packers have their work cut out for him. I mean, it, it, they're going to have their work cut out for him every week now, but just wreck as much as you possibly can. And if the Cowboys want to play into you know Green Bay's hands and throw and throw and throw a bunch, it might end up slicing and dicing them and, and watch what, what you wish for. But... That that could end up helping the Packers out a little bit with more time to get to Prescott and hopefully Rashawn Gary. Enik Bari's had a good season. Preston Smith. Lucas Van Ness. He's coming on. He's coming on a little bit at the end of the season. So it's a good time to do that and, and move around and kind of confuse Dallas a little bit and use these guys and get multiple and you know put them all out there at the same time. I mean, it was it was great when they had Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith, and Preston Smith on the field at the same time. They wrecked a lot of stuff. They did a lot of damage that way. So kind of reincarnate some of that magic and the Packers can yeah, come I out. CD lamb. I, I, I love, I, he's one of my, I, I liked him when he was coming out Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Right. And he was, I, I got him right there with, with, with Justin Jefferson and, and, and Tyree kill very um, much. So he's, I mean, he's in that, he's in that, that conversation. He's that good. Very so much. I, so. I, if I'm Joe Barry, I would, I would have Jair follow him as much as, as much as possible. Like he did last week with, with with DJ Moore. Now he wasn't on him every snap, but for the majority of the game, I think Jai Jai covered more, and he did more. Didn't really hurt hurt the Packers at all. Yeah, um, don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be, right? Right. And then you tell, and then you know again, Cooks is going to. They're good. It's a good offense. It's a very good offense. That's why they're, they're, they're they won twelve and five for for a reason. They won the, a, a good NFC East for for a reason. But again, the defense has to. Like you said, be disciplined. Don't give them penalty. Don't give them an extra five yards or an extra ten yards or whatever. I mean, you know, what I'm saying they're, they're going to get enough yards on their own. You don't you don't need careless penalties. A couple turnovers, but the Packers haven't forced them. I mean, I I thought for sure they they would get a couple against the Bears, and they didn't. That's the one thing Fields did well last week was he didn't turn it over. Yes. Well, so, Carrington Valentine dropped a pick. Yeah. Well, that would that would have been a hell of a play. I mean, he was running the other way, but it, yeah, it's. When when that stuff happened, I, I always say that that's why he's a, a, a defensive back and not, not a wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, it'd be nice to get a fumble, a, a, a pick. That now Dak will throw some. Dak, you know, he has thrown some. Now this year he's been a lot better, but you know his history says he he'll put some up for he'll, he will put some up for 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 grabs. So if they if they're there, it'd be nice if the Packers got a couple. Yes. Um, they're gonna have, the Packers are gonna have to play. Like I said, their their defense has, has to be. They're a plus game. They 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 can't they can't have even a you know they gotta they gotta be on the top, and then and even then the Cowboys are going to score. They're not going to shut the Cowboys out. They're not going to hold them to nine points like they did the Bears. I mean that would be un, unbelievable. Um, and then hope the offense. You know, hope that the young offense gives Jordan Love time. You know you got to be careful, Michael Parsons. He's a great player too. And hope they can score. You know I think the Packers will score. They've been scoring. So yeah. I'm just I'm just thrilled that they're playing this weekend. 
<laughs> no, I, I am too. And to get back to what you said earlier about the the your take on the game, I am very much the the win over the Bears was the last like you got to have this. Had, had they not beaten the Bears, everyone was like, oh, it's okay if they don't beat the Bears. It's no, you know, that, no, that was not my take at all. I was very much like you've got to get over the hump and improve, and you've got to show this young team that you're taking steps forward. And I get that. Chicago is paid too, and they came in motivated and all that kind of stuff too. I guess I'm glad it wasn't Dan Campbell and his crew because I think that might have been a tougher. That was a very tough matchup last season, but they needed to win that game against Chicago. They don't need to win this game, this playoff game, even if they get trounced because they got into the dance. They overcame the odds. They got a winning record. They're playing some really good football. I know that it's not going to matter six months from now when they start prepping for 2024 that they were playing really well at the end of this season, but it at least should give them confidence. Hey, we can come out here and do good things. We should, we did it and we saw, we have it on tape and we can see that we did really well. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very important part of it there too, is just go out and play well. And I think Matt LaFleur has been really trying hard this, this week to say, Hey, these guys are going to come out and play hard regardless of the situation. It's not like we're just happy to be here, which is, I was glad to hear because I did not want the Packers to come in and, and have that kind of approach or take that kind of approach to this game. I did get an update here, Mark, real quick, uh, via our overlord, Andy Herman, who said that the only Packers player that did not practice on Wednesday was A.J. Dillon. Nice, Everybody yeah. else practiced. Okay, so it And like, that's you know, broken thumb, carrying a ball. You and he has a sting, to, too. So yeah. I don't know if that's, that could be bothering him as well. But, um, no, I agree with everything that, 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 that you just said. Yeah, this is – and play, don't, don't discount playoff experience going forward. I've seen it with numerous teams where you make the playoffs, you know, and you use that, you know, especially with a young team, as young as this Packer team is, I'll compare this, the, the, the youngest people that there's a miss, a, a, a misnomer out there that this is the Packers were the youngest team to ever make the playoffs. That's not true. Um, they're the youngest team out of the NFC. The youngest team to ever make the playoffs was the 1970 Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. They made the playoffs and then they lost. Mm-hmm. In the first round, the next year, they went to the Super Bowl, and the following year they went undefeated. Yep. So, I'm just using. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. you facts. No. But, but my but, point is, the but, playoff experience is very important. Very That's important. why it was. It was so good that they made the playoffs this year to get Jordan Love his first playoff game, to get these young receivers their first playoff game, to get the, you know, Zach Tom and Rasheed Walker their first playoff. You know, get that playoff experience. If you win, it's even better because then you get another playoff game, right? But going forward, you know, 2024, that's going to help. That being in the playoffs, you know, having that – because it's different. The playoffs are different. It just is. It's a different – obviously the stakes are higher, but it's it's a different animal. I've seen a lot of teams that were great regular season teams. Well, Dallas Cowboys for one. They've been – they've had some good regular seasons, and they've, they've failed – the, they have failed in the playoffs recently, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't gotten to a championship game in forever. Correct. Well, a quick note here. In his first full season, full season as starting quarterback in 1993, the Packers made the playoffs under Brett Favre. They did not make it in 2008 with Aaron Rodgers, although that was mostly on the defense. And Wait, Favre, oh no, Favre came in in 92. 92, but he didn't play the whole season. He didn't Mikowski play from the beginning. Started, Magic yeah, got, yeah. got hurt. And that's yeah. the game. That's where they took it. They took it to the last game that year. Yes. They had to beat the Vikings, and they didn't. And Right. And... So that's, yeah, that, that season. So the, in his first full season, Favre he played did, a lot. Favre played half the year. Yeah, more. he did. He did. I mean, if you yeah. want to count 92, they didn't make it in that, that year. They didn't make it in under Rodgers. They got in under Love. And right. this team is playing its best football 
right now. I'm excited. I think the big thing I'm excited for going into next season because Jordan Love just has a different energy out there and his his relationship with his teammates is very different is not having to watch this offense like take four or five weeks to get their act together and start playing well. I think they'll come out I think they'll come out and play much better and the Packers have a lot of draft capital in this draft. And so they're going to get a chance to add a couple of guys there then they'll have a little bit of money to spend as well in free agency. So a little bit. It a little bit because they still have Bakhtiari's contract yeah, we don't and, know what and other That's the big question is what yeah. happens with David. Well, when we have all offseason talk about this, but yeah. Is he back or not? Right. Right. And that's so that's going to be interesting to see too. But it's at this point right now, it's it's Packers at Dallas. Nothing else matters after that because that's the game that's in front of them right now. So how do you? I, I haven't, you know, I had not put a ton of thought into this one, but how do you see this one shaking out? Packers at Cowboys. I mean, I, you know, I, of course, I want the Packers. Like, I, if you know, I, I can't, I can't objective, objectively pick the Packers to win. I think, I think Dallas at home. Like I said, if this game was at Lambeau, I'd be tempted to pick the upset. But in in Dallas, I think that I think the Packers will hang tough. I'm going to go Dallas twenty six twenty. Okay, Dallas Packers will cover. The, okay, yeah. So the well, I have the. I don't know how accurate this is. It looks like this. The most recent spread is seven and a half. Right, that's what it's been. Yeah. Right. So seven Dallas by seven and a half. Yeah, I I think the Packers can eclipse the twenty point mark. Okay. Uh, mark mark. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll go. Yeah, I'm I'm more apt to go like thirty tw- Dallas thirty twenty one. Okay. I oh, think, think Dallas covers. I think they'll put. I'll think they'll put enough points on the board. And yeah, there might be a late score, something like that, to ice it or put it away. I mean, Mike McCarthy's got to get this monkey off his back of beating his old team and just you know, okay, we we made a deep playoff run. They've just had some disappointing seasons of of late. So I and I and I'm not in a you know I could have picked the Packers this week. The you know the the barrier was removed. They finally won their third game in a row. Now if they beat Dallas, I they're going to end up playing. We already know they're going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers. In in San Francisco the following week, and uh, you know I don't know how brazen I want to get there, but <laughs> it'll it'll get interesting very quickly. But because it is a, and I don't know if this makes any difference or not, because it's still Sunday game to Sunday game. So are you on the same schedule over Packer Report? You have the game recap still up, and yep, yeah, game, and then I'm I'll, I'm gonna have a story up either probably later t- today Thursday, um, just on a lot of different things. A lot of it'll be like a notebook type story. Um, talking about the Cowboys and Packers of some of the past games and some of the things uh, from this year as well. Just a little, just a little potpourri of uh, information. Of fun potpourri. stuff. Well, there will be a Quick Slants podcast. I'll break down whatever happens against the Cowboys, and then we're either talking about starting the offseason or the Packers moving on to the divisional round. But I'm just glad that we have that opportunity. We have another Packers game to watch this weekend, and there's a lot of other teams that don't most na- namely the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. So enjoy the golf. Did you notice this just, just before you sign off? Did, and this is kind of different in, in, my, in, in, in my memory anyway. The three AFC games are first. You know, I didn't catch that. You're right. Yeah, yeah I didn't notice so that. Because okay. the first game is Saturday. The early Saturday game is Cleveland-Houston. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night is Miami-Kansas City. And early Sunday is Pittsburgh-Buffalo. So it's the Packers are the first NFC game to be played but it's not till 
the the, the late game sun. I mean, it's just weird that they did late it that afternoon, way. and then NCAA, there's there's NCAA, a Sunday NCAA. yeah Sunday nightish game, and then there's the Monday game and Monday, and they're both NFC. So, I was yeah, just hoping kinda, the Packers didn't get that Monday game. I don't like that. I didn't want Monday. I didn't want I didn't want night. Okay, I would, I'm gonna be nervous enough all all day. I don't need to wait till I I, I wish they got the one o'clock game Sunday. Yeah, no, that would have been great. Green Bay. Yeah, but I figured they I figured they would get Dallas and Green Bay's two. I mean, that's two iconic franchises. I yeah. you know. A lot of fans from both teams all over the country. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Quick Slants podcast will be out after the game. Mark will have his content over Packer Report, and and we'll watch the game. And hopefully it'll be a, a fun one to watch. It'll be entertaining. And we can all be glad that, that the Packers succeeded, got past the Bears, and and got this gravy game, I guess. I know that there's some people who probably don't don't like that approach and, and might be disappointed if they lose. But, hey, listen, this was, you know, true. The, the term house money has been very overused and cliche all week, but I think it very much holds true. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. We'll be back at it again next week with one topic or another. You can count on that for sure. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week wherever you're at. Stay warm. Stay bundled up. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And as always, go Pack Go.